What's up, y'all? It's your man Ernest or the You Love Ernest, same guy, different name, back again with another episode. The first episode, by the way, <clears throat> of the Let's Talk About the Podcast for the 2019 year. Clap it up real quick for that. Just clap it up for it. Yep, we're going strong. We're going stronger. Uh, we still going at it. So, haters, be mad. Uh, lovers, rejoice. But we back, you know? Uh, let me get right into the topics. I don't have, well, just three topics in general. Well, the typical three or, you know, uh, the minimum three, I should say. Uh, I don't know if I have much else to say, but, um, let's get right into it. So, Tiffany Haddish not being funny, uh, to a lot of people. I'm just going to share my thoughts on Tiffany Haddish, um, and, basically her bombing her new year's eve set and pretty much all the arguments uh and and statements that was talked about surrounding that fiasco so if you didn't see uh uh about it the the viral video of tiffany haddish basically bombing on stage on new year's eve she bombed on stage on new year's eve (laughs) what else uh, I don't know how clear I could make it um she was drinking up on on stage and people were probably going to say well she's too drunk to do the set the thing is I will say that she was ill prepared I don't give a fuck if you know you know she was drinking before the uh she went on stage or you know she was drinking while on stage too but the fact of the matter is she was still not prepared, and if this is your job, I don't care if it's, you know, a job that you like doing and it doesn't feel like a job, that's beautiful. I hope to create a space for me to where I don't have to work the part-time job I am working because it fucking sucks, and I hate it, but, you know, uh, just because being a comedian may not feel like a job for Tiffany, I can't speak for it, but it may not feel like a job for Tiffany doesn't mean that it's not a job see if it pays her bills and it gets her paid and all that other stuff and she's getting booked to do these gigs it's a job you know she's getting booked to do movies acting is her job as well uh you know all that other stuff it's a job so if she comes ill prepared for her job we have to hold her accountable for that we can't talk about some, well, blame it on the alcohol. And, you know, I know that's the, uh, that's the, basically the, the, I guess the, the way that we're moving now as a society is, uh, well, it's all, it's been like this, but, uh, especially during these times where we're not even holding people accountable for their actions and we're more so just blaming other if we're not blaming said individual for their actions, we're blaming someone else for that individual's actions, or we're just blaming other things. Uh, so, if we're going to go based on this blame the alcohol, which I haven't seen really people discuss, but I, it, will, it will not surprise me if I, people started to... Uh, Tiffany Haddish fans. Don't get me wrong, I am a Tiffany Haddish fan. Um... That video, that 40 second clip was cringy to watch. 
that all 44 seconds of that clip, I'm not gonna lie, it was real cringy to watch as a Tiffany Haddish fan. So I can only imagine how much more cringe it was to be there live and to pay your hard-earned money to go see her and to get that. Now, I'm not saying the entire set was 44 seconds. Obviously, the internet, I've already went through this last year and I'm going to continue preaching this this year. You can't believe anything you see on the internet unless you do your own. You got to do your own full investigation on it. Not saying that everything on the internet is fake, but surely people paint and manipulate video clips, uh, text messages, uh, statements made by individuals, photos in general. People can manipulate anything to portray whatever type of agenda, uh, you know, any type of narrative they want to put put out there. So that's that. So of course, I'm not saying that the entire set was 44 seconds long. I don't know how long she stood up there and just drank and just basically talked to a few fans that were there, encouraged her and saying, hey girl, you got it. Hey Tiff, I love you and shit like that. Um, but we still have to hold her accountable for that. Now, as far as her not being funny, I don't think that Tiffany Haddish isn't funny. Once again, just like Kevin Hart, and I really think her and Kevin Hart are basically, we're almost the same. Where these are two funny individuals, but depending on what the fuck they are doing, right? Very situational when it comes to their... uh, how funny they are some comedians are funny all the time no matter what they're doing um others are like kevin and tiff where it's very situational as to what what's going on and you know if i find it funny or not i was just watching a movie uh tiffany haddish was in last night called the oath i didn't really think she was funny in that movie I didn't think the movie in general was all that funny. Um, think it told an interesting story and everything else like that. Um, but I didn't really like that movie. But there's been Kevin Hart movies which I really didn't like. Like the Jumanji remake. That movie was terrible. Um, I watched that last year. Sometime last year. Uh, that shit was terrible. <laughs> I ain't going to front. I don't care about the all-star cast. I don't care about The Rock. Well, I do care about The Rock. I'm a fan of The Rock, too. But, you know, a cast of a movie doesn't make me automatically say a movie is good or not. I have to see the movie. I'm not like the rest of these internet hype beast motherfuckers who are just stupid. Um, But I do think Tiff is funny. I really love Tiffany Hash. I, I love not only who she is as a comedian, but just as a person. I love her grind and everything. And I think that's why a lot of people feel as though they can't judge her. That and the fact that she's a black woman. Um, they feel as though they can't judge her. They can't look. They have to look at her with just uh, eyes of appraisal and they can't critique her. And I, and I say it doesn't matter. Yes, does her being a black woman enhance my love for her and support for her yes it does i ain't gonna lie it does um it makes me want to support her because again i wouldn't have watched the oath if it 
I read the narrative of it and I was like, oh, okay. I, again, I'd say, I, I will say the movie does tell an interesting story. Uh, but if Tiffany was not in it, uh, I probably wouldn't watch it. I probably wouldn't have watched it is what I, uh, is what I want to say. I, I'm just being real. I probably wouldn't have watched it if Tiffany Haddish wasn't in it. Um, because no one else in the movie interests me. The guy, I, I can't pronounce his last name. In the movie, I thought he was a little bit more funnier than I typically think that he is. Because I don't think he's actually funny. But in the movie, he was actually, to me, uh, not fooling through. Because there were parts that was just cringe as fuck. But um, in the movie, he was a little bit more funnier than I give him credit for. When I've seen him in other things. So shout out to Ike for that. But. If Tiff. Dropped the ball on New Year's Eve. <laughs> and I ain't talking about the New Year's ball. She dropped the ball on stage. It's alright. Comedian's bomb. She promised not to do that ever again. Maybe she is going to prepare herself. Maybe she's not going to get drunk on stage. Well get, get drunk before she hops on the stage. Now, if it was stage fright and nerves, which is what I see people going to point this, uh, if this continues to happen, if Tiffany continues to bomb on stage, I see the narrative being painted as, well, you don't know how hard it is for comedians. And then, of course, it's going to be groups that come in and say, you don't know how hard it is for women comedians. And then it's, you don't know how hard it is for black women comedians. And, and I am not saying in any way, shape or form that women, black women in general, or just comedians in general, do not have a hard job. I don't think I can get on stage and for in a, for 30 minutes, shit, not, not even for an hour, for half an hour, tell jokes. All I can do is just talk shit and, 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 and whatever. And you're probably thinking, if you, if you do think I'm funny the entire hour plus however long these podcast episodes are, that's great. And I appreciate that. I don't think I could. <laughs> now I could do a podcast on stage, sure. But I don't think I could be a comedian on stage because not everything I say during these episodes, even though I use humor or I try to use humor in just about everything, um, especially the podcast, there are there are times where I'm being serious. There are times where I'm not trying to make someone laugh when I'm not trying to make a joke. I'm being serious. And if I did say something that was funny out of my seriousness that would that's just my sarcasm um, but comedians have to be for the most part for the very 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 most part when they're on stage for any time between 30 maybe minutes to an hour um, they have to be funny so if that's not something Tiffany Haddish can do, that will not take away my love and fandom of her. But it would just simply be me saying, well, maybe she's this, the, the stand-up thing isn't for her. Maybe she is just a comedic actress. And there is nothing wrong with being just a comedic actress or actor. Not every comedian 
was meant to be on stage, right? Well, not every funny person, I should say, is meant to be on stage. Just like not how every comedian could be in a movie. I've seen some comedians try to act, keyword try to act, and on stage, they're hilarious. I love them. And whatever movie they showed up in, nah, I didn't really like their roles. So not everyone could do everything, is what I'm saying. Um, I think that's where, that's the possibility of where Tiffany Haddish differs from Kevin, is where I feel as though Kevin, not everything on stage and not everything in the movies, of course, but he can do both. And I believe if Tiffany continues to bomb, then I think it's safe to say she's good in the movie realm acting realm and stuff not just movies and shows too because i liked her on uh uh the carmichael's beat uh, what was it the car yeah the carmichael's right uh shout out to my man jared carmichael but um i loved her in that i loved her on uh real husbands of hollywood too um she she's a good i, I like i like her shit you know yeah people could talk critique how she acts and what she's doing and the rep- misrepresent, I guess, the representation that she's putting out there. And I'm all for those discussions as well. Um, but we're t- if we're just talking about if we think she's funny or not, uh, I think she's funny. Point blank, period. Now, I, I kind of sidetracked a bit, but I'm... What I was basically saying was If she continues to bomb I feel as though That people are just going to uh, Paint This picture of uh, Well not paint the picture But People are going to say Well it's you know that You know since mental health People are just weaponizing mental health I'm just going to flat out say that People are just mental health and mental illness and stuff and just any type of, especially depression and, and um, anxiety. Those things are being super abused, super weaponized by folks. I don't give a fuck if you are a person who thinks that we can never question the authenticity of somebody who's claiming to have these things now, i'm not saying that we should look at everybody with uh depression anxiety or any other mental uh instability and say that you know they're lying or you know they're bullshitting nah that's not what i'm saying at all um because if i were to say that then i would be saying that my anxiety my depression, my mental, uh, instability, uh, you know, my moments of mental instability, they will be bullshit and they're not bullshit. So I'm not, you know, going to say that about everyone else, but we can't be quick to attach these labels to everybody who fucks up if, or just fails at something, right? If Tiffany Haddish fails at doing comedy on stage because that's not her realm, really, or, you know, that's not something that she's typically good at, she's allowed to have something that she isn't good at. 
Because we're not all good at every fucking thing in the world. I'm trash at algebra and math and shit like that. That doesn't mean that I have some type of mental, you know, uh, uh, disability or just, just mental thing because math isn't really my strong suit. Now, granted, had did my struggling in school develop a depression and anxiety and stuff like that and it made it hard to learn? Yeah, but that was with other subjects as well. So I understand how people's mental states can affect how they perform in any field, in school, out of school, you know, even in fields that they are perfecting, such as a comedian perfecting comedy or, you know, uh, uh, athlete perfecting whatever sport they play. You know, these things happen. A writer who is, you know, having trouble gathering their thoughts together or just writing something because of these mental relapses, right? I, I understand fully how they can affect one at their, their own craft. But <clears throat> let's not make it seem as though that there are things in the world that we, as every individual in the world, that we're not good at. <laughs> let's not act like I'm not going to blame my lack of dancing skills on depression no I just am a black man with very little rhythm (laughs) and I could do the few dances in the world but not every fucking dance right Uh, I'm not gonna do that I'm not going to blame uh, let's just say somebody who doesn't know how to cook all too well I don't think that they should blame you know, uh, anxiety and depression on why they can't cook, why someone can't sing, why someone can't draw or paint, why somebody is bad at a video game, why somebody is bad at a sport, you know, just bad at anything in the world. We are human beings. We are not perfect. So if we're bad at something, it just means that we're humans and we're not going to perfect everything. That doesn't mean that we're bad at everything as well because there are things that I feel as though there are things that everybody is good at. Even if you feel as though you're not good at a lot of things. I, for one, don't really feel like I'm good at a lot of things. But the things that I am, that I do feel like I'm good at, oh, I do the fuck out of those things. <laughs> I do the fuck out of those things. So. Tiffany Haddish, once again. Beautiful woman. Funny woman. Great woman. Love her. But this comedy thing on stage may not be for her. And I may be wrong. I may end up watching a a show hopefully live but I don't know but I may be in I, I may end up watching a show of hers and loving it and saying wow she really is you know great just as great as she is in the movies and on TV she's great on stage as well but if she's not she's not people do not force some type of explanation as to why she just isn't That doesn't take away her talents from the other things that she knows how to do. Just like the things that you're not good at doesn't take away your talents 
from the things that you are good at. So I gave the example of math and shit like that. A lot of the people I knew who were great at math in school were terrible at writing. Not me. I was great at writing, terrible at math, right? That doesn't take away their skills from, you know, doing math and shit like that. And it didn't take away my skills of writing and shit. So, people, grow the fuck up. Alright, so now we on to my thoughts on Bandersnatched. This, I'm calling it a movie because, I mean, that's the best way I can describe it. Um, I know Black Mirror or, you know, whatever the fuck. um, I think that's a show series on Netflix. It's my first time watching anything Black Mirror. I've heard people talk about it multiple times. It just never really interests me because it was like I, you know, it was just not that I thought it would be like the Twilight Zone because I liked the Twilight Zone. Not all the time, but I liked it. It's just I didn't want to watch a, a, a remake of the Twilight Zone. Now, what I saw didn't, you know, Bandersnatched uh, didn't give me Twilight Zone type vibes, but it's just that whole realm of just mystery shit and, and, and depending on what it is. If it's interesting, of course, um, but it's, it's not something that I'm going to look for on Netflix all the fucking time. I have my select few shows that I go to on Netflix. It's getting shorter and shorter, though, because, uh, yeah, since they got rid of Luke Cage, I see no point in, you know, getting Netflix or having Netflix, and I don't even have Netflix at the moment right now, but I've always been one to close and then open my Netflix account whenever I felt like there was something and need to watch there, but that's neither here there. Bandersnatch. Um, overall, my thoughts about it: I liked it. I just thought that it was. I liked the the interactive aspect of it, but I really think that if you're going to make interactive movies, or just yeah, yeah, TV shows, movies, whatever the fuck. If you're going to make interactive movies, um, they need to run like interactive video games, whereas you don't see the outcome that you did not choose, right? You don't see what happens with the choices you did not choose, because then what's the fucking point of choosing <laughs> said outcome, the outcome that you chose, if you're going to be able to see well, if you chose option B, this was going to happen, but you chose option Z. Like, uh, then what was the point of me even choosing one side if I were going to see both sides anyway? You should have ran it like a like a regular movie, gave me no choice at all, just showed both parts. And that's exactly what Bandersnatch did. And that's the one critique that I would have about it is that, you know, with the interactive games that I play, like... Uh, Detroit Becomes Human, which is the best interactive game I've played so far. Uh, Life is Strange, you know, that series is good. I really like the first one more so than the second one. The second one really doesn't interest me. That That's because the story doesn't really interest me like that. I'll still play it when the entire series comes out. That's what I 
do with the Life is Strange things. I don't really like waiting episodic, episodic, episodic. I like to, I like for the entire season to be completed, then played, so I don't have to wait back to back to back, you know, wait a couple months for the next series to come out. But those are just two of the, uh, and Heavy Rain as well, but the, those are just a few of the interactive games where there's a story, yes, but then you have choices to do X, Y, and Z, and then within these choices, uh, you know, you you get to, there's an outcome for these choices, and those, and there's a, there's a number of video games like that, I love, I actually love video games like that, and why I'm bringing up video games, because, again, that was my first uh, introduction to this interactive virtual world type thing. Um, even when I was playing that and I first started getting into that with in 2012, um, I was saying these games should be a movie. Um, but again, with the whole Bandersnatch thing, I can understand why people are so hyped about it. Um, especially those who probably aren't used they don't play video games. They've never played a Detroit Becomes Human. They've never played a Heavy Rain. They never played uh, any of the Life is Strange games at all. Um, they never played any video game where there was choices between, you know, you can do this and then this outcome, or you can do that and then outcome will happen, right? I can understand the allure of it, but to me, it was just a waste of now I get it. It's a movie, so you had to make it super long because if you chose uh, a number of the times in that movie, if I chose a specific choice, uh, you know, whatever choice I chose, it just ended up in the main character being dead, <laughs> uh, and that would have been it—a forty-five minute movie, a thirty-minute movie, or some. Some important significant event would have happened to where the story would have ended super early because I made a choice that ended the story super early. So I understood why they still showed both sides. Um, It also wanted to paint this picture of, you know, giving people this sense of they're in control of whatever, but then... You know, whatever the man's theory was, uh, who wrote the book about, uh, who wrote the book Bandersnatch, um, that we don't have free will, basically. And uh, again, it tells an interesting story. I don't think I agree fully 100% um, with this theory, but there are parts of this theory that I do think that is worth at least checking out. I'm going to say that. Um, the rest of it, I still find it hard to be like, all right, I don't think it's that extreme. Uh, but shit, who knows? Um, all I know is I definitely wouldn't would not want to be put in a Bandersnatch type of you know moment. The you know the the guy with the uh, I'm forgetting characters' names because I only saw the movie once, and yeah, so I'm not gonna act like I watched this over and over and over again. Um, but um, another thing I thought was cool <laughs> about the movie, which probably has very little to do with the plot, but uh, uh, yep, yawning in your ear again, still in 2019. But nah, um, 
I thought how yeah, I thought uh, it was real cool to see how video game developers work and how you know the process with within developing video games. As a video game lover, I've always thought about how what was going through the mindset, how uh, what you know how they divvy up the. Uh, responsibilities of this one video game which departments do what and all this other stuff and just just the how how this game was invented and even though this game i mean this movie is set in the 80s and we're talking about old retro games it was still cool for me to see that uh the inside work of how video game developers develop video games right especially some of my favorite video games i would love to just walk in on them and even some of my least favorite ones like these basketball games i would want to walk in and question why the fuck you think this was a good idea implemented this was a good idea why the fuck you think you know all this other shit all the games that i critique why did you think that this was a good idea this sucks take this shit out the game include this shit in the game put this shit back into the game you know um just given my fandom i guess critiques about what i think is you know good and good isn't good about the game and just 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 being there soaking up the moment as well just looking at uh the people doing the work so that was cool again has zero to do with the story at all uh even though the story does you know take place within uh the dude's uh occupation as a video game developer and shit uh but you know it's it's just I'm not, uh, I keep yawning, uh, let me stretch, let me stretch, uh, I'm not even going to edit this part out either, yep, unedited, unedited, anyways, <laughs> Bandersnatch was cool, would I watch it again, no, um, once again, uh, if I had to change anything, again, if the creators of Bandersnatch, Bandersnatched, um, Bandersnatched, yeah, if they were, I guess, afraid of people ending this story too early because they killed off the protagonists, um, because they made a choice that they didn't know of was going to kill off the protagonist, they made a choice and it resulted in the protagonist dying, this is where you have multiple protagonists and multiple stories see the game heavy rain and i'm going back to games they did that well because that's a game that had multiple protagonists multiple main characters people and yes they all intertwined together all these characters intertwined together into the main story but it was okay if you fucked up because you made a choice that fucked up this character's life there's still other characters involved within the story. And it's going to tie into the death of the character that you uh, just killed off. I think that... Um, and again, Bandersnatch may not have been trying to do that. Because what they were trying to do was replicate what happened with the author of Bandersnatch. Which what he did was he killed his wife because of him basically going crazy. And, uh, you know yeah pretty much being locked away uh so 
the the creator of the game Bandersnatch suffered the same um, basically outcome as the author where but instead of killing his wife because he wasn't married he killed his father right and you know and if I'm giving you spoilers alerts it's all it's been on Netflix for a couple weeks now so I'm not trying to I've been doing good with without spoiling shit by the way because there's a lot of shit I wanted to talk about but they got spoilers in it um but pretty much the same outcome uh then it goes into a more modern day where there's a woman who is also a video game developer and then now she wants to recreate Bandersnatch as well but at the end she destroys her idea of Bandersnatch because she's the smart one and she says this shit ain't even worth it um by the way that video game looked trash I'm sorry and I'm pretty sure the book was trash too I'm sorry I'm sorry RIP to both of them right <laughs> anyways um that's just my thoughts on the whole thing I thought it was good will I watch more interactive movies in the future depending it depends um but i'm going to stick to the interactive video games and i really want there to be a second detroit becomes human so yeah on to the next segment all right so on to the last segment this is going to be a pretty lengthy one but i have a lot to say about the r kelly situation um, but before I get into that, I lumped these two, well, I'm going to call one of them gentlemen. I lumped one monster and one gentleman um, together because of the accusations are pretty much the same or just in the realm of sexual assault and whatever that, you know, the, the case may be. So what I mean by that is. Uh, Bernie Sanders has, uh, it's, I mean, recent, been in the news recent for, uh, his, him and his team basically not addressing accusations of sexual assault, uh, sexual harassment, I should say, because that's what the uh, accusations are, just sexual harassment. And, it is found, or I believe that there is uh, reported about six women to have come out and said that Bernie Sanders ha- uh, sexually harassed them. Okay, now you know how I am about these cases. I'm always let's uh, take these accusations seriously, but let's also do a thorough investigation and see if there's any. Uh, truth to these accusations or if they're false, okay? That's pretty much how I am with every accusation, not just sexual assault or sexual harassment cases, but just any accusations of any crime, right? Someone is being accused of a crime, let's take that accusation seriously, but let's do a proper and full investigation to see if there's any truth to it. And if there is any truth to what they're saying, then by all means, punish the perpetrator um, with the appropriate amount, uh, with the appropriate punishment that is uh, set for said crime. Okay? Simple as that. Bernie Sanders, again, once again, as I stated, I probably last 
was it last week's episode or something like that? Or a uh, couple weeks ago, right? I do so much. Uh, I talk so much shit <laughs> in these damn uh, podcast episodes. I don't, I remember speaking about stuff, but then I tend to forget when I uh, talk about those situations or whatever. I remember somebody just recently was asking me about uh, my thoughts on blackface because they they. Uh, I guess they 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 knew I did a video on it when I was doing videos on YouTube or I discussed it and I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I did talk about it because it sound because blackface is a topic that I feel strongly about. I have strong feelings, obviously against it, but you know it's something that I feel strongly about. So I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I talked about it, just don't remember when. So it happens, people, but um. Yeah, I talked about Bernie Sanders and Jill Stein and how if uh, they're found to be guilty of just, just not just with the whole Russiagate shit, but just any politician, really. If they're found to be guilty in anything that I personally do not subscribe to that I find to be immoral, obviously I'm going to look at them differently and my support of said politicians, no matter who they are, um, will will cease. To exist. So, uh, with these accusations, I'm not going to just jump on the bandwagon of, I trusted you, Bernie. I loved you. I voted you during the Democratic National Convention. I'm not going to jump on that and, and, and paint him as guilty because you have these six women who may be lying, who may be paid, uh, to lie, um, because, Lies does happen, and I'm not going to sit here and, and be like, oh, sexual assault, uh, sexual harassment, anything of that. Yes, it is a serious, uh, as I just said, it's it's an accusation um, that should be taken seriously, as, such as all accusations, really. But it's an accusation that should be taken seriously. But let's not forget that, you know, these women could be lying. Now, again, in all my fandom of Bernie Sanders, I am not going to jump on the bandwagon of these women are liars and they're just being paid to lie to take down Bernie Sanders because I feel as though if people wanted to do that, 2016 would have been the year for all that. Which, again, I don't know why these women are coming out now. Maybe this was always... Uh, uh, you know, maybe back in 2016, when he was running for president, this was a situation, but Bernie and his team, uh, did a great job at suppressing it, which is odd because the media clearly was siding with Hillary Clinton throughout 2016 and even now. Clearly siding with Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton, just the Clintons in general, have had the media's, uh, maybe, uh, what, uh, what, uh, what word am I looking for? What word am I looking for? Has basically had the media's uh, siding, I guess, backing. Yes. The Clintons have always had the media's backing. Okay. Even after her. <laughs> Clinton, uh, Bill Clinton's impeachment, uh, or resignment of president, whatever the fuck you want to call it, uh, the media was still 
very much pro Clinton. So for a media outlet, for the media always being pro Clinton, for the most part throughout the years being pro Clinton, whether it was be Bill or Hillary, I would find it really. I wouldn't have been surprised if this news came out in 2016 to try to tarnish the reputation of Bernie Sanders so that it would sway voters to easily vote for Hillary during the Democratic National Convention. And Hillary nor the DNC wouldn't they they would basically wouldn't have needed to conspire against Bernie because it would have just said swayed a lot of, especially the liberals, uh, swayed a lot of liberals to say, hey, I'm not voting for a sexual deviant. I'm voting for Hillary Clinton because at least she hasn't sexually assaulted somebody or sexually harassed somebody, to our knowledge, of course. But she hasn't done anything like this. So the fact that it's coming out now, maybe, again, maybe it was already out and I'm just late to the game two years later, two and, and well, not two years later, three years later, basically in 2019, uh, that this situation is coming out. Uh, but, but the I mean, the situation been out, but I'm just late to the game and I'm finding out about it three years later. But my thoughts on it is as is just like this. I have yet to see any evidence to prove that he is guilty or innocent uh, of these things, uh, these claims. But I go based, I'm probably one of the few, if not the only motherfucker in the world that truly still believes that someone is innocent until proven guilty to my knowledge of what I know. See, I had to say that because you can get away with shit in the courts. You know, R. Kelly's getting away with, you know, a lot of shit. He's gotten away with being found not guilty. That motherfucker is guilty, but I'll get into R. Kelly just in a few minutes, right? So I don't give a fuck what the, yes, the courts can say stuff. The court said George Zimmerman wasn't guilty. He's guilty as fuck. So if I believe somebody is guilty, and I know other people are probably going to use the same practice. They're going to say, well, we believe Bernie Sanders is guilty. That's cool. That's fine. But my charge, my personal charge to somebody, which doesn't mean shit, but neither does yours. But my personal charge, well, it doesn't mean shit if you're not a judge. So if you're not a judge and you listen to this and you think your personal verdict of guilty or not guilty uh, means more than mine, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Again, if you're not a judge. Now, if you're a judge and you're listening to this, I appreciate your listen. That's number one. Two, obviously your verdict of guilty or not guilty means more than mine because you're a fucking judge. So that's that. But um, yeah. My personal verdicts of guilty and, and not guilty, I don't come to that conclusion until it actually goes to court. That's the thing. R. Kelly's cases went to court. And I don't agree with the verdict of those cases. I still waited 
long time ago, by the way, not not recently because of this documentary, a long time ago when I first heard about these situations, I still waited to hear the verdicts to make my and then the claims and everything surrounding it to make my own personal judgment, my own personal verdict. Now, again, I don't agree with R. Kelly's non guilty uh, verdicts. But I still waited. And I'm going to do the same with this Bernie Sanders case. I'm still going to do the same with all other cases of uh, cases of any accusations of just celebs that I just want to talk about. Now, if it's people that I don't really I mean, I don't care for R. Kelly, but people want to know my thoughts on this situation. Hence why I'm talking about the R. Kelly situation. I do like Bernie Sanders. I do care for Bernie Sanders. Still think the man is a breath of fresh air when it comes to politics, but I'm going to wait. And if this case doesn't ever go to any type of, uh, you know, uh, a, a, a freaking, uh, court system or whatever. Um, and I'm recording this in the morning. So once again, always blaming the morning time for my mental relapses or whatever. (laughs) Anyways, if it doesn't get to court, I can only go based off of my thoughts of innocent until proven guilty to my standards. If it doesn't go to court, now granted, if shit keeps being brought up, if more situations come up and I find it like hard to believe Bernie at the point, then yes, you will hear me say, hey, you know, something new came up and I don't think I believe Bernie is innocent of this. I believe at this point he's innocent until proving guilty. Um, Again, I just don't understand why now of all the times. If if there is a conspiracy to take down Bernie yet again, but for real this time, meaning like lock his ass up. Why now? Does he have something cooking up to where it's like, oh, shit, this motherfucker is about to. He, he's about to do shit for people that we don't want him to do shit for people. So we got to get this guy to fuck up out of here seriously. That's the only reason why I could think of their, uh, these, these uh, harassment claims are coming out now. Because again, if you really wanted to do so, if there was really... Uh, because, you know, when... when and, uh, you know, I'll say this last point and then I'll get into the R. Kelly thing. When these accusations come up, sadly, they're not coming up simply because people give a fuck about the victims. It's because they want to take down somebody. You know, the liberals have been, that's their basis of attack. Um, and during the uh, the hearing for uh, um, Kavanaugh, a lot of the his uh a lot of the, the 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 republicans made this point i don't remember one by name i i don't remember one by name who was saying like this is their he was talking about the liberals basically the democrats this is their basis of attack they will uh ignore sexual assault when it comes to their party or the people that they like no matter what party they that person stands for, but if, but if it's someone they don't like, then they want to 
uh, act as if though they give a fuck about, you know, victims and, and sexual assault when they're just using this as a tactic to get somebody they don't want up out of here. No, now, obviously, those weren't his words. The man isn't as eloquent and as intelligent as me to word shit like that. No, but that's basically what he was saying, right? And I have to say that I agree that it's sad that we're at the point now where people are faking like they give a fuck about victims, especially in the R. Kelly case. And again, going to get into that. But people are faking like they give a fuck about victims when they really just want to either save their own ass, which is what's going on with R. Kelly, everyone involved in that, or they want to simply use that as a base to get somebody the fuck about the paint. It has nothing to do with their care for the victims or just justice in general. It's... I don't like him. I'm going to get him the fuck about the paint. Let's find some dirt on this motherfucker. Oh, shit. Is somebody accusing him of sexual assault? Let's get him. This should work. Hopefully, it should work. Now, it didn't work with the Kavanaugh situation. He was sworn in. He's, I, and that, that's the thing. I, I don't even see people protesting Kavanaugh no more. White folks, one one of these days, not, tra- not to get sidetracked, but one of these days, white people... We're going to have a serious discussion about why y'all be caping so hard for situations when they're popular, but then when they're not in the news anymore. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm paying too much attention to social media and the news. And maybe you are got you guys still are caping. But I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see you guys still caping for shit that you guys claim to cape for and care about, care so strongly about when the cameras aren't rolling. You know? So, yeah, we're going to have a discussion about that, just not right now, okay? Right now, we're going to talk about R. Kelly and the R. Kelly documentary, Surviving R. Kelly. Now, uh, my man Shabazz, Shabazz the OG, he took the words right out of my mouth when he said this art documentary documentary should be named Surviving Everybody, basically, not just R. Kelly. And what I mean by surviving everybody, I mean every fucking adult that was involved. The parents, the aunties. The older black women, the older black men, the of age black women and black men, I should say. R. Kelly's entourage, his crew, and of course the ringleader, R. Kelly. This is a sex rink. And in order to take down sex rinks, you have to take down the lieutenants. You have to take down everybody involved in it. You cannot just go for the head of the snake. That's just not how it's going to work. Because the head of the snake obviously has protection. People can talk about, and R. Kelly makes, that's the thing. R. Kelly will make it seem as though he's this stupid guy. and Oh, I can't read. I can't write. I'm illiterate. But I know how to do uh, X, Y, and Z. So h- how can a stupid motherfucker like me who 
didn't graduate high school or didn't even graduate out of, I believe it was middle school or some shit like that. Either or, I, I didn't, I don't have an education. How can a smart motherfucker like me do all this manip manipulative evil shit? Well, some of the most manipulative <laughs> motherfuckers in the world don't have an education, R. Kelly. But everybody is to blame for the victims. People want to blame the victims. And I'm going to say this, this is the only type of, uh, and y'all probably not even going to like what I'm going to say, but I don't give a fuck. I don't say these things to be liked. I say these things because I have my thoughts and I like to share them. If you fuck with them, cool. But this is all I'm going to say about the victims. There are times where teenage girls, and we've seen it. Let's not fucking front. Let's not act like teenage girls ain't out here fucking with older dudes. Now, am I saying it is right? No, let me preface this. None of this shit is right. And you're going to hear me say that multiple times throughout this segment, throughout this episode, throughout my life, throughout any conversation we have about this situation or similar situations. It does not make what the grown men, grown women are doing to these teenage girls, teenage boys. It does not make it right one bit at all. It doesn't. But I'm not going to sit here and act as if, though, there aren't teenagers who've made decisions, stupid decisions, but who've made decisions on their own, knowing they were the wrong decisions and still did it anyway. Now, I'm also going to say, I don't believe that's the case for many of the victims of R. Kelly. I do not believe that is the case for many of the victims. The majority of the victims of R. Kelly, I'm going to say. I don't believe, I truly believe the majority of his victims were teenage girls who were manipulated, who were left with this creep who are left with a bunch of other creeps who are co-signing the bullshit because their fuck-ass parents, who are to blame for this as well, valued money and fame, but mainly money, the potential of being rich because, oh, my daughter, who knows how to sing or who likes to sing, is going to be um, managed... By this super famous rich singer. You. You got to be kidding me man. I don't have children. But let me tell you this. Ain't no amount of money in no fucking world. Is going to get me to agree to lend my daughter or son off to some fucking creep. 
I don't give a fuck if, if, if I have to argue with my wife about it. If we end up divorcing over it. Because clearly if she doesn't think there's anything wrong with that. She's clearly not the woman that I want to spend my life with. And I was wrong for even thinking that she would be uh, a woman intelligent enough. Or just, you know, uh, 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 just the the, the perfect uh, partner to spend my uh, life with. Fuck out of here. Now, my wife, a grown ass woman. Not married now, but I'm talking about in this situation that if I was married and I had kids and then R. Kelly or just some other musical creep that we know of because we could do our fucking research. It's saying I would like to um, manage and I'm using manage in quotation marks, people. I know you can't see me, but please believe I'm not using manage literally. So I would like to manage your daughter. I would like to take her under my wing. Sure you would, motherfucker, but guess what? Take these bullets under your fucking cap. Take this knife under your fucking throat. The fuck out of here. And if my wife was signing on to the bullshit, you a grown ass woman, guess what? I'm done with you. I'm taking the kids. You can take your stank ass to R. Kelly to whoever the fucking creep is. You a grown ass woman. Whatever shit you get yourself into. That is you. But don't get the kids involved. Because you want to value money. The dream of. Oh my god. My daughter's going to be famous. My daughter's going to be rich. That means I ain't got to work again. All of that. I get it. I love money. I love money. I would love to work a job. And I'm working at that. But I would love to do a job to where I'm making so much fucking money. To where I don't have to work my part-time job anymore. Or work any job to where I don't want to work said job. Shit, I'd I'd, I'd love to make so much money doing this shit. If possible, so much money to where it doesn't feel like work. So technically, I'd be like, I never have to work again. But am I willing to sell my own kid, the kids I don't have, my niece, my nephew that I do have? My little cousins that I do have. Shit, even older cousins. Am I willing to sell out any family member, any friend, any former classmate of mine? The lady I just walked right past. Am I willing to sell them out for a quick buck? For the hope of a quick buck, let me just say. Or just money in general. Absolutely not. So there's a lot of issues within this R. Kelly situation. Capitalism is an issue. People's greed is an issue. And the consequences 
of greed. What happens when you make when you make choices based off of greed? Foolish foolishness as well. That's an issue. Naivety, foolishness, whatever you want to call it. But it all comes back to, obviously, R. Kelly and the rest of the adults who sh- sh- were doing the doing worse, who were doing the absolute worst to these young girls and young women. Now, I see a lot of black male bashing going on because of R. Kelly being a black male, shamefully, and a lot of the other sick black men that allow this situation to go down. And and nobody is pointing the fingers at the black women who gave their nieces up, who were mistreated by Kells and still introduced Kelly to their niece who knew about R. Kelly's bullshit and still introduced Kelly to their little cousin, their their daughters. Nobody is questioning these women. But you want to throw all black men under the bus. I'm not going to get into this. I'm, I'm tired of the black men ain't shit. Uh, uh, debates. Rants. Whatever. However you feel about us. Feel that way. I don't give a fuck anymore. Go deal with somebody. If you feel so strongly about black men not being shit. Go be with a white man. Go be with an Asian dude. Go be with somebody else. It's really that simple. But you can't because the motherfuckers don't really want you. But that's for another discussion for another time. Let's stick to the topic at hand with this situation. Because it's far too serious for me to uh, get side uh, sideswiped and shit, right? As far as my thoughts on the documentary, I didn't need this documentary to already uh, approve the feelings I had for R. Kelly. It just made me be more disgusted. And my disgust level at R. Kelly is at an all-time high. I don't think I could be more disgusted with the man at this point. I really don't. I really, I, I think that if somebody were to travel from the you know the the very very end of the fucking universe whatever point that may be if they can reach that point that's how you will be able to find my fucking disgust of R. Kelly level at that point there is nowhere else you can go there is no higher point I've always felt this way about the nigga I was a fucking teen myself Feeling this type of disgust for R. Kelly. Shit, I was a fucking kid. I was 11, 12 when I first heard about R. Kelly shenanigans. I'm 27 now. 
This was years upon years upon years upon years upon years of hearing about shit and being disgusted by this nigga. And as of, I won't even say recent, as of last, maybe recent, but not any reason, not, not, as of lately, that's what I'm going to use. My disgust for the man reached to the fucking tippy top, tip top of fucking the universe. Again, if you are an astronaut and you go to the fucking end of the universe to the point where there's nowhere else to go, you can only go down, back to Earth, back to any other planet, but you can't go anywhere else. Before you fucking leave that point. Take a picture of my disgust for R. Kelly. Come back to Earth. Show people. Because that's... It can't get any higher. The documentary did not make me go, Oh my God, R. Kelly, you're a monster. I hate you. Uh, Do I feel that way about R. Kelly? Yeah. But did it make me feel that way about R. Kelly? No. Because I felt that way uh, a year before this documentary came out. Two years. Three years. Four years. It's been... More than 20 years of me feeling this way about R. Kelly. Since I was 11 years old. To almost 20 years. So it ain't surprising. Once again, what this documentary did for me. Was just confirmed how disgusting. And shameful black people are when it comes to money and fame and shit. And a lot of bad parents out there. You know, people like to get on this whole thing. You don't have kids, so you can't talk about parenting. You can't talk about this. You can't talk. I know bad parenting when I see it, motherfucker. Get on this shit about you ain't got kids so you can't talk about kids. That that's what that shit bad parents say to avoid criticism. Cause 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 good parents they they know when they're doing wrong. And it it don't matter what type of critique they're getting. Now granted, a number of the parents came I've seen fathers, mothers come and say, I regret my decision. Cool. But you did what you did, motherfucker. And maybe they seriously regret it because they can't see or speak to their daughter anymore because she's now a fucking sex slave in Atlanta or Chicago or Timbuktu, wherever the fuck R. Kelly got these women. But a lot of you motherfuckers, especially the woman who is being shown singing along to R. Kelly's lyrics, but then she's in a documentary crying and crocodile. Look, again, I'm going to keep it real with y'all. I don't, I don't even think I'm going to watch the entire documentary. Why? We know how it ends. That's number one. We know how it ends. The man that y'all want, the snake, the snake head is still attached to the entire snake. You're not cutting off the fucking gills and the other body parts. You're not cutting it off piece by piece. And then, or and until you cut the snake off piece by fucking piece, until the head is left alone with no body, literally no body, 
to help it move, to protect it. You're not going to take down the snake's head. See, we keep going for we, meaning you, not me, but we keep going for the snake's head. And I get it. I understand. I understand the angst of get this motherfucker out of here. Get him out of here. I understand it fully. But you have to be smart. You have to be strategic. You're letting a fucking guy who didn't even graduate middle school outsmart your ass. All you college educated motherfuckers out there getting outsmarted by somebody who didn't even pass the 6th grade or 8th grade or whatever it was because y'all are not thinking logically. Y'all are looking at people on this documentary who are just as criminal as he is. Who is just as wrong as he is and painting them as the victim. And that's exactly why he's getting away with it. He's going to continue to get away with it. He doesn't mind taking the fucking lumps. As long as the people that who are really guilty of it. Now, granted, there are people still in this circle really guilty of it, and they're not getting any type of charges or anything, or they're not getting any uh, uh, type of scrutiny from the public either. But I'm not going to sit up here and say, one, I'm not, like I said, I'm not watching the entire fucking documentary. Fuck that. I saw enough. For me to talk about. And everything that I'm saying here. Even if I do watch it. I, you know me. Or you know of me. I'm a stubborn, I'm a stubborn black mule. My feelings don't change about shit. Until I feel like I want to change those feelings. Most of the time. Unless new information is presented to me. To the point where I feel as though. I should change my mind about it. My mind about the fucking parents, my mind about these phony victims, my mind about R. Kelly, of course, his brothers, and everybody involved in this bullshit is not going to change. These hoes are the reason why these girls are in a predicament that they're in and the reason why these girls who were these women who are once girls are still trapped in the predicament that they're in. These stupid ass money hungry parents who didn't have faith in themselves, who say what you want about Tito Jackson. At least that motherfucker had faith in himself to say, I can manage all of my kids and make them famous. And he did it. Say what you want about Tito. He was a bad motherfucking father. Abusive as fuck. Uh, uh, colorist as fuck. I agree. But at least that nigga had faith in himself to say, I'm managing my own kids. I'm taking them to stardom. And as fucked up as Michael is, or as fucked up as Michael was when he was alive. We're talking straight up just based on stardom and 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 money-wise. Cause the Jackson family, they're straight. I don't give a fuck if you're like, I don't know who this Jackson is, but they got a lot of money. 
The Jacksons are straight. So if you're a parent and you're, you, you sent your fucking child to R. Kelly because all you cared about was the fucking money aspect, you could have pulled the Tito. Now, I'm, what I mean by that is not be abusive as fuck to your daughter, but be your p- daughter's manager. And speaking of parents out there, Aaliyah's parents, let me get on y'all real quick. Y'all f- just as fucked up too. First of all, Aaliyah's whole family has been real sus to me. I'm going to keep it a buck. Her entire family has been real sus to me. Except for her little brother, but he... I don't know. I'm reserving my judgment on him. Simply because I have seen some uh, stand-up behavior from him. But I haven't heard from dude in years. Or seen from dude in years. But her her parents. These niggas gonna say. Nobody's asking these simple ass fucking questions. Because everybody again. Just wants to go for the snake head. I understand it. But let's be simple. Real quick. We can focus on the complexities. Uh, you know later on. But the simple thing is. Aaliyah's parents denied Aaliyah had any relation, sexual or romantic relationship with relations with Robert Kelly or Kelly. Their reason for saying why they did their reason for denying it is because they claim they was always in Aaliyah's life. They, Aaliyah was always around them. You know the shit parents say. My child would never do this. They're always around me. My child never did this. They're always around me. We always around. Always. Motherfucker, do you even know what always mean? Let's not use simple words if we're not going to know what the fuck they mean. Again, you getting all smarter by a motherfucker, R. Kelly, a guy who didn't even graduate middle school. That nigga know what always means. That nigga knows how to plot. Y'all some college educated motherfuckers again getting out smarter. But let's get on the parents. I'm not done on them. Y'all claim y'all was always around Aaliyah. Aaliyah was always in your presence. Cool. If that is the case. How did Aaliyah at 14 get married to a 30 some year old or 28 year old? Hmm? You was always in her presence, right? You're always in the presence of your daughter. So, no one's going to ask, shit, were y'all at the wedding? No one's going to ask that? I'll ask it. Hey, Aaliyah's parents, Mr. and Mrs. Houghton. Were y'all at Aaliyah's wedding to R. Kelly? When she was 14 years old. And the man was 20 fucking 8. Hey Mrs. and Mr. Houghton. Were y'all around when Aaliyah's fake birth certificate said she was 18 years old. Her fake ID said she was 18 years old. Hmm? The marriage certificate said that she was 
of age to be married, 18 years old. Were you around for those moments? Were you around when R. Kelly had Aaliyah dressed sexually for a music video as a teenager? Hmm? I'm asking. If, you, if you're close to Aaliyah's parents, send this segment or this episode. Time stamps in the description box below, as always, so you can fast forward to this part. Okay? Don't let R. Kelly outsmart you on technology now. I'm pretty sure he knows how to have fast forward shit. So if you want to protect your daughter's name so fucking much, because you want that. And I am not in any way, shape, or form saying Leah wasn't an angel. She wasn't this, that, and the third. But I again, she's one of the victims that I feel as though, yes, she clearly is a victim of R. Kelly. But she's one of the victims that, who was manipulated. Don't get me fucked up. I, th- this is in no way, shape, or form attacking Aaliyah. And like I said, with all the other victims, they were clearly manipulated. People going to say shit. They're going to try to defend shit and say, well, you, you, you know, they will, you know, I saw this a lot on Twitter. Of course, I know that there are teenage girls when I was a teenager was fucking around with the older dudes. A lot of pedophile shit going on. Yeah, I knew about it. Other niggas knew about it. We talked about it. We was hating on them older niggas. But, Aaliyah's parents, my only question to y'all is, if you were always around your daughter, how could the shit that happened with her and R. Kelly, how could it happen? If you're always around somebody and something happens, you were either there when that something happens or you're fucking bullshitting Which one is it? R.I.P. to Aaliyah. But Aaliyah, your fucking parents are stupid. Just like every other parent who made the mistake of giving their daughters up to R. Kelly. Even after. Even after. News was already out. The internet was already around. A lot of y'all motherfuckers probably think the internet is just still this new recent thing. The internet was already out when these accusations was boiling up. Again, even when I was a fucking kid, teenager, the internet was already out. You could do research on these motherfuckers. Google was was still around. Well, it is around. Why am I making it seem like it's not around? But Google was the search engine that everybody used. Still the most popular search engine. But Google... People was, you know, <clears throat> people was Googling motherfuckers ever since Google was a thing. Ever since Googling motherfuckers was a thing. When information like criminal records and stuff like that of celebrities and not celebs became accessible on the internet. This isn't a recent thing, by the way, once again. Motherfuckers started doing that. How do you think jobs were looking at people's criminal records. They weren't just calling up police stations. 
They were looking on the internet. For the jobs who do actually look up people's criminal records and stuff. So, you've had this stuff at your, at, uh, you know, <clears throat> exposal. This isn't just geared toward Aaliyah's parents. This is for all the parents. You've had this. Motherfucker, you got iPhones in your motherfucking hands and you going to tell me you couldn't do research? On what the fuck's going on with R. Kelly? Bullshit. You just didn't care. You just did not care. The money. The 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 possibility of fame. That's what you cared about. <clears throat> Even if Kelch was actually paying these parents, these guardians of these girls, let's say a cool, let's say a smooth 10, 20K, 50K per month. <clears throat> you mean to tell me day by day by day by day by day is going to go by and you're not going to wonder, I wonder how Sarah's doing? I have not seen my daughter's face <clears throat> in quite some time. I have not heard my daughter's voice in quite some time. Damn, I have not hugged or kissed my daughter in quite some time. I don't know if she is safe. I need to know. Not, that, 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 none of those thoughts came to your mind. <clears throat> Once again, you letting a nigga like me, who did graduate middle school, who did graduate high school, is college educated, outsmart you, and, 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 and I don't have kids. I'd be that way with the kids that I worked with in the past. So I find it real hard to believe. Again, there are some of the parents of these uh, victims who are truly regretful of their decision. And I know they are. I know it's weighing down on them. Wow, all this cheap ass $20, uh, 20k checks we was getting from R. Kelly, all this BS that, uh, you know, all of it wasn't worth it, basically, or the hope of being rich and famous because of our daughter, <clears throat> all this, it wasn't worth it, because now I can't see my daughter, now I have no idea of if she is safe or not, which... I'm not trying to be the Debbie Downer in this situation, but she's not safe. Your daughter isn't safe at all. She's not in the hands of good hands. All right? This ain't all state. This is R. Kelly state. And in the R. Kelly safe, you're not in good in R. Kelly state. You're not in good hands. And, and, and 
especially if you're surround if you're associated with R. Kelly, uh, even with the people associated with R. Kelly, the people in the dock who spoke, who gave up their family members and shit, and then it, it, it's now turning into victims blaming other victims. Yeah, when it comes to that, it makes me hard to believe that those victims who are partaking in that, not all of them, the ones who are partaking in the, oh, I don't like that bitch because she did this. She actually sold out my cousin. She she did this. Oh, actually, one time we ended up getting to a fight because, you know, <laughs> she was sucking R. Kelly's dick and I... You know what? I I don't give a fuck about the the bullshit woman cat, woman cattiness that's going on. The jealousy y'all got between this situation. How are you gonna argue that you want to get away from this man and then get mad when you see other women being involved with this man? What you should do is feel bad for the women and want them and want to be the Harriet Tubman and free the motherfuckers. That's how you should be feeling. Not, oh shit, she's she's R. Kelly's new chick. I used to be that. Again, y'all putting money and fame over your own fucking personal uh, life. And a part of me, I mean, keep it real, as I've been doing for the past 52 minutes. And just every episode ever. But... If you're one person who is going to value, now if you're an older adult, if you're an adult, I should just say, and you're going to value money and the allure of fame over your personal life, then by all means, go fuck yourself up. But do not, do not Get anybody else involved in your bad decision making. Especially if you do it on purpose because you know your decision is bad, is a bad one. Yet you just want to see someone else fail or make the same bad decision as you. So you can feel like you're not the only one who fucked up. Do not do that. So yeah, I want clearly want justice for all the victims. I clearly want all the victims to come out. Even the ones who are captive right now in Chicago, Atlanta, you know, Timbuktu, Garata, you know, whatever fucking galaxy. R. Kelly might even have a set rank at the end of the fucking universe where my disgust is. Who knows? But in all seriousness. I, I want justice for all those folks. But everybody, every adult. Including the parents, especially the parents. Involved in this situation can all go to hell. Can all burn in hell. But before you go there. You need to go to prison. You need to turn yourself in. This was a set's rank. 
And y'all need to turn yourself in. Y'all need to confess of where these places are. Where they're located. How to access them. And all this other shit. And hopefully the law enforcement will do the right thing. And shut this shit down. Hopefully. But that's all I got to say, folks. I said pretty much everything I got to say about this situation. This situation could have been an episode on its own. It's damn near an hour, this segment here. But I wanted to talk about other situations as well. I didn't want to make one dedicated episode to this because, like I said, I don't I don't think I'm going to watch the rest of the documentary and I don't think what I'm what I said in this segment are Kelly wise. I don't think my my thoughts are going to change one bit. The people that I find fault in this situation, I'm still going to find fault. Whether they feel whether they agree with me or not, I I'm still blaming them for it. I'm still going to feel the same way about the victims who clearly are just you know, the one woman who clearly is just using this as an opportunity to get her name out there and to to get fame off of. And now she 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 don't know whether she hates R. Kelly or love R. Kelly. You know, you jam into his music, but then you you crying in the dark. You doing the most tears in a fucking documentary, but you jam into his music. Happy people of all songs, right? Anyways, this has been another episode of the Let's Talk About It podcast with your host, Ernest. So you love Ernest, same guy, different name. As always, as I mentioned before, timestamps will be in the description box below. Fast forward, rewind, listen to whatever segment you want to, or listen to the entire episode. I still appreciate your listen. Make sure you hit that share button. Follow if you're not following so you never miss an episode. And until next time, until next episode, stay black. If you're black, but to all the scum fuck black folks out there like R. Kelly and everybody else in this ring, go fuck yourself. Go skin yourself so you won't be black no more. That's number one. I hope you do that. Um, But yeah, stay black if you're truly black. All right. And if you're really about black folks, all right, it's not just blaming black men and shit like that, because if you're your personalized hate for black men, I don't give a fuck about it anymore. I really don't. 2019, I'm not even going to trip about that shit no more. That's cool. You hate us. I'm still getting my dick sucked somewhere else. So (laughs) I don't need your lips. Anyways, stay black. If you're black, stay beautiful. Black lives matter. Always. Definitely black women's lives matter. Um, always, and I'm out, peace. And another thing, last thing that I wanted to say about the whole R. Kelly thing, and just people in general, stop streaming his fucking music, you morons, y'all don't know how streaming works, streaming been around for years now, y'all motherfuckers still don't know how it works, y'all think streaming is just something that happens, and it doesn't affect the artist's or the person doing the streaming at all. You're listening to this episode, right? That's benefiting me, nigga. 
So if you don't want to benefit me, don't fucking listen to my episode. You don't want to benefit R. Kelly, don't listen to his music. You don't want to benefit anybody, whether it be a podcaster or artist or anything. Do not stream their shit, stupid. I don't. It, it, people have been using the excuse they've been streaming it because they want to listen to the disgusting lyrics. That's what Rap Genius is for. That's what other platforms are for. Just go on Google or whatever your favorite search engine is and type in lyrics to whatever song and you're going to find the lyrics for it. Read the motherfuckers. Because at least you're not helping out the artists by streaming their music but while playing it. Especially if you're buying this shit, but you're claiming you don't want, you don't want to support R. Kelly. You want to mute R. Kelly. You want to cancel R. Kelly, but you didn't pay 49 cent for happy fucking people just so you can hear the lyrics. You didn't pay 49 cent for a chocolate factory, the entire album or whatever, just so you can hear the lyrics or AJ nothing but a number, any other song you didn't pay 99 cent for. So you can just hear the lyrics. I just want to hear the lyrics. Or you can read the goddamn lyrics for yourself by searching it up online. Stupid motherfuckers.